everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. I am so thrilled that I was able to convince Julie Riesler to be on the show today. She is an author of a book that I bought when um, my man and I went and took a vacation to Park City. As I say that, it's going to be so amazing when coronavirus quarantine is over. Uh, for myriad reasons, obviously, but just thinking about the simple things like travel, you know, taking a vacation, taking a staycation, um, so many things. And and as I think about Park City, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back there. We were actually going to be going um, the end of April. Um, So it's, it's definitely like when I think about the fact that it was Julie's book that I was reading last time I was in Park City. Yeah. Can't wait to go back again. Anyway, I digress. She has a wonderful book that I started reading. Um, it's called Get a PhD in You. And I started reading it again, as I do with so many books that have made an impact on me uh, and my life. And I was reading it again. I'm like, oh my God, this woman needs to be on the show um, because she she has such a tremendous story. And that's what we talk about on the show. You know, if you go to her website, you can see that she works with so many women. Um, teaching from her experience in and her past, she dealt with emotional eating, body image issues, binge eating, self-worth, lack of self-care, being a people pleaser, all of these things you've heard me talk about that have been issues in my past and that, that I've gotten past with the help of people like Julie, frankly. Um, and her book was very, very impactful. And I knew that she would be a fantastic guest, not only once, but we will certainly have her back on the show. Um, And in today's show, she shares her story. She talks about how, um, and I think that you will agree, you know, she shares how she had a very specific moment in her life where it was just a breakdown, an utter breakdown. And as she says in this interview, you know, your breakdowns can be the biggest, best moments in your life. They can be that moment of breakthrough, right? If you, if you let it. And historically, when I look at my life, the toughest times have produced the greatest transformations in me. It's not like I would go back and choose to go through those tough times knowing what they were. I mean, I've said multiple times, you know, if I would have seen what was coming for me 
the end of 2016, 2017, 2018, I would have run for the hills, honestly. Um, but on the other hand, those years have transformed me so greatly that I now know for sure what my purpose is on this earth. I know why I'm here. I know what my unique position is in serving other women. Um, and, and so it's because of those horrible times and, and those breakdowns situations, those times that we have, and they can happen multiple times in your life, but those are sometimes really like the best thing that can ever happen to you. And so this is another reason why I wanted to have her on the show right now. Um, and I talked about this in the Die Manuel episode, the one right before this, you know, how these two individuals have such a way of looking at things um, and have taught me a lot among other great teachers, how to reframe the way you look at everything. It's so easy right now for, and, and it pisses me off, right, frankly, when I see so many people in the midst of this coronavirus quarantine situation, complaining and bitching and moaning and going, oh my God, I'm so bored. Oh my God, when is this going to be over? And I'm not saying it's easy. I mean, we all would love to be able to just go to a restaurant again. We all would love to be able to, we were joking yesterday on Instagram, you know, I miss going and getting massage. I miss getting my nails done. I'm looking at my nails right now. They look like stumps. Um, so many of us, let's just move along the, the road with the shallow diaries here, right? Like I'm counting down to when I, I'm so grateful I have bangs because I need Botox. Those of you guys that are listening are like, are these the shallow diaries? Is that the name of this podcast? I'm just going along with the theme here. There's so much that we all miss, but you know what? There's so much goodness that is coming out of this coronavirus situation. The way that human beings are connecting, the way that we are starting to realize how much we have to be grateful for, no matter where we're at in life. The fact that we have roofs over our heads, we have food, we have grocery stores that have been able to serve us and bounce back after having, you know, almost all of their inventory gone. Um, the fact that we have hospital personnel, that we have people who are risking their lives every day, you know, to keep certain stores open and keep flying um, airplanes and driving buses. And um, I could go on and on and on. If we if we, if we get the ability to reframe every situation that happens in our life and to accept every bad situation that happens in our life and look for the breakthrough, your life will change for the better. There's without question, when I look at the woman I have become now versus the woman I was 10 years ago, completely different human being. And I'm so grateful for who I am now. I am stronger. I am more confident. I am far less driven by fear and doubt. Um, I, I would be joking if I told you that those things don't trickle into my life. Um, I am confident, more assertive, um, very empowered, filled with clarity of vision. Um, I am still as empathetic and compassionate as I was, but I'm less of a doormat. I'm less of, um, somebody who, what's the word I'm looking for? There's just been a lot of people in the past that I let into my life because I was, I believed everything they said. I took everybody as, you know, they must have the best of intentions. And one of the things I had to learn to do was to be um, a master of due diligence and to what's it called? Trust, but verify that kind of stuff. And that's good. Nobody wants to be stupid and naive and just get run over and taken advantage of by everybody. And all of these things have happened because I went through the tough times. I allowed the breakdowns to have present themselves as breakthroughs. 
And that's what Julie is talking about in this episode. She had a very specific moment of breakdown that led her to now a life where she's serving other women and helping hundreds and probably thousands of women with her books and her services and her programs. And she's an extraordinary woman. Um, and this was a fantastic interview, just the beginning of several. We will definitely have her back on the show. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy this interview with Julie Riesler. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Kelly O Show. I am thrilled, as you know, to have Julie Riesler on the show. And I'm so glad I said your last name correctly. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kelly. I'm so, so excited to be here. Everybody knows um, I always freak out about messing somebody's name up. And so for all of you listening, like before the show, I'm like, well, I'm sure I know how to pronounce your last name. And she's like, no, actually. And I'm like, wow, the one time I was sure of myself on how to pronounce someone's last name, it was completely different, but all good. I actually think the fact that you can say hey, pronounce my name like the wine. Riesling is very, very cool. With, <laughs> with me, I can, I can just go, just it pronounce it like it's the stage name that it sounds like, Alexa. You know, people, uh, I have a guy who still to this day calls me Carmen Electra instead of Kelly Alexa. Oh my gosh, that's a circle. You almost made my Alexa go on when you said that. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how much that happens here. Um, <laughs> In fact, what is funny is usually I remember to take my iPad out of here or my cell phones because they're all Apple. And sometimes I will be talking and in the middle of it, you know who, I'm not going to say her name, will chime in and go, I'm sorry, I can't find the answer to that. And it's, yeah, it's (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. As I told you, I bought your book when I was on vacation in Park City and I'm looking at it here. It's like all marked up and I have all of these earmarked pages and I just love it. And then you've got this, we're going to talk about that in a second. You've got this new thing you're launching in April, but for everybody listening, you know, I went on her site to prepare for the show. Cause even if I've read somebody's book, you know, sometimes they're up to other things and I'm looking at her about page and just everything in Julie's journey is, and everything that she works with women on are all some of the most popularly requested topics that we're going to be addressing on the show, emotional eating, body image, getting, recovering from binge eating, um, self-worth, putting yourself first, self-care. And really, this is my summary is, you know, I see a lot of what Julie is an expert in is helping women, you know, kind of get out of that autopilot mode in their life and wake up, discover who they really are and and start, you know, living a life by design. I just gave you a brochure. Of, I know. I love it. <laughs> you can record that and use it later. But I, there's so many of these things that I want to talk about today, but perhaps since it's your first time on the show, and I do anticipate we'll have you on as a regular guest, tell people, you know, I've got your book, get a PhD in you. Tell us like, what's your, what's the book about? And then, you know, what led to you writing this book? Cause I'm assuming it's part of what you share on your about, about you page on your website. Tell us a little bit about you and what, what led you to this place where you now help women with all of this good stuff. Yeah, no. Well, thank you for having me. This is such a, it's such an honor and it's so fun even just chatting with you before. And I really, I hope this adds a lot of value for everyone tuning in. Um, I will say it's quite interesting. And I think for many of us, often our breakdowns and, and toughest moments in our life, if we choose to really dive in and learn from it, um, can be, you know, can be that 
blessing or ability for, you know, to be able to teach and help others. So the long short of it is, I'm going to give you like the, the quicker <laughs> version. It could be a five hour conversation. I'm going to do it in like a couple minutes, but um, <laughs> I could so do five hour podcasts with people. I know. I'm like, I could, I, I, I really can talk. Um, I struggled with, with using food um, to, to cope with emotions, to cope with the whole range, um, with anything. Really, it was my drug of choice. It's, um, I was, you know, I consider myself anything from an emotional overeater, food addict. Um, I really struggled with that for much of my life. And the interesting thing is you probably wouldn't have known it necessarily. Um, I was pretty active, but um, I will tell you, I had a story. I actually did a TEDx talk on this and I talked about the power of words. I was in ballet and dancing and I loved it. And I was told at like 16 that I was too big to be a dancer. Um, And, you know, that just revved up my already talk about people pleasing, self-consciousness, lack of worthiness. I mean, basically she should have just said, you suck. Like you're, you know, and it just really affected me. I stopped dancing for 20 years. Um, I, turn to food in a big way, um, you know, and, and ma- mainly overeating, but certainly went through bouts of undereating. I just, the truth is really I used it so I didn't have to be in myself. And mm-hmm. the pivotal moment was, you know, about, I guess it was about 18 years ago now. I, uh, I had a moment I was uh, married at that time to my first husband and um, I was uh, just in a place of complete um, desperation and very low moment. I remember I was driving with a huge, huge bag of like tie-dyed M&Ms of all things. You can get them at Costco or you could then. I think they have like I've all the I've never heard diet. of this thing, but I like it. I know. I'm like, who can, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to eat a six-pound bag of tie-dyed M&Ms? Of course, every dye that are like now banned. because this is a- <laughs> So, you know, I'm like red dye number two, red dye number five. It's just all tie-dyed and together. So I was eating them and I could not stop eating. I remember this. My left hand was on the wheel. My right hand was in the bag. And I had talked to a family friend who had told me about a um, support group and I'd known there was a meeting that night and I got in the car to go. And I just remember it, there was this moment of like, I mean, it chokes me up to think about it. Um, I really had contemplating just driving into a tree. Like mm. I can remember that feeling. Um, it was actually springtime in the DC area. Cherry blossoms is beautiful out. And I felt absolutely miserable inside. And, and the, the irony is you wouldn't know it because I tend to smile a lot. And now I smile when I want to smile. Then I smiled a lot because it was my mask. Um, And thank God that night, that day, it was, well, early evening, I got, I thank God I heard a voice. Um, I heard an inner voice, inner knowing say, go to the meeting. If you go to this meeting, your your whole life will change. And so long story short, I went that night and I'll tell you what, I ended up um, immersing myself in this support group, going to meetings three, four times a week. I had a coach and a sponsor every day I talked to, and then that opened the door. It just opened the door slowly, very slowly to deep, 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 um, deep self-work and mm-hmm. learning how to love myself and be kind to myself. And I did a lot of different kinds of programs. 50 grand of therapy. I mean, everything you can imagine. And um, I'll just remember it was like maybe 10 years later, I was at a um, one of those support meetings and I left and I was with a friend and I was like, you know what? I actually feel like got a PhD in myself. Like I actually know who I am. And it hit me. And um, when I started my business, you know, a couple years later from then, I, about six, seven years ago, I just remember I heard another internal voice to say, it's time, you got to write a book. And I thought, you know, 
I can share what has helped change my life. Um, it's a it's a big reason why I love to teach and share and coach around intuition and inner wisdom because it has okay. saved my life. I have other stories where I could share sometime about that too. I mean, I've really made major pivots in my life in all areas um, because of that that amazing inner wisdom. And um, I just think we study everything but ourselves and the real like real deal wisdom and knowledge, when you start to learn how to tap into yourself and then to know your gifts and strengths, to know that, you know, we make stories and how to change them and how to design your best life. I mean, that's priceless. Absolutely. No kidding. Yeah. This is like mic drop. Everything you said was like a TED talk. It's like a mic drop, but in a good way. I don't, well, that sounded bad. I just mean there's some people, there's actually somebody in my life that I talk about and I'm like, can you ever talk like a normal person and not talk like, like every Instagram post she puts up is like a TED talk. And I'm like, can you just please, you know, she can't even talk about going to a party without saying, you know, words (laughs) of emotion. I'm like, can you just say like, last night's party was really fun. Instead, it's always like, oh, the culture and community vibe was just wonderful. And I'm just so impressed and blah, blah. I'm like, uh, so that's why when I say that the whole Ted thing that, but it's not that it's not a fantastic organization, but back to everything you were, you were talking about, totally agree that I love what you said. We study everything but ourselves because yeah. it's it's funny that I feel this is very a sweeping generalization and it's very simplified, but I really do think in a way there are two kinds of people. There are people like yourself, like me, like this gentleman I told you I was interviewing, Di Manuel, before the show um, or before he was the podcast before you. And um, so many people like us who have figured the the beauty and the gift there is in personal development and in working on yourself and, you know, kind of facing your own issues and your own demons and becoming the best version of yourself. Like that's a gift. It's not easy. Sometimes I think it gets easier as you go for sure. But then there's the other kind of people who are walking around on autopilot, um, making decisions and choices not based on their intuition. Half the time they're ignoring their intuition or those inner nudges, and they're just doing things because of family conditioning, societal conditioning, and they don't even know it. Like, would you think that that's maybe accurate, that there's so many people running around going, you know, I use the example of politics, you know, they think Mm -hmm. that they're Republican or Democrat because that's what their family is. And they don't Mm -hmm. even, or they, you know, uh, well, I'm Catholic. Be- I was raised Catholic. That's what my family is. And I'm not telling people what to decide from politics or religion at all. I'm just, you know, yep. using that as an example. But so many people yep. don't even realize that they're walking around making decisions and choices. Yep. Yep. I lived in Chicago for 16 years and I didn't even want to live there. And it, finally I woke up and said, I don't, I want to live in a warm climate. And it was, I had more women reach out to me and write me a, a letter or an email going, I wish I could do what you're doing and live where you want to live. Mm. And I'm like, why can't you? Do you think mm-hmm. that that's very common that um, there's just half of the society out there that is just on autopilot and they don't even realize that they're not making their own choices. They don't even realize they're not paying attention to their own intuition. Oh, girl, we could, I mean, <laughs> we could go down this one. I, here's what I actually really think about that. I'm, I'm really in quite in alignment with what you're saying. I, I, I actually, you can see it. You can go out, go, go to the supermarket, go to the post office, go. And, and I'm not saying this, let me be very careful. I'm not judging. There's not a judgment attached to this because for many, many people, the way I would 
would even like autopilot or, you know, they're asleep. They're asleep at the wheel of their life. And they don't, the problem is if you're asleep, you often don't know that you're asleep. Meaning you don't realize that there is a program running the show that is do what my mom did, do it. Just uh, there are people that don't question it or don't know to, or weren't, they weren't modeled that, or maybe they're, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm remarried to somebody who like, you didn't realize what you got yourself into my friend. Um, he was somebody, um, who it just didn't occur to him. Now there's been a lot, we've been together 10 years and I mean, he's, you know, it's funny to watch his journey. I'm still like curious, George, and will be the rest of my life. Like I just, I'm always curious and want to learn and be an independent thinker. Um, but I do think, and he said, he's like, you know, I didn't even think to think that way. I didn't even realize that I was just doing X, Y, and Z because I always had. And I think mm-hmm. even a lot of people that, that A, are really unaware, um, or it's very scary. It's, it's, um, it's scary to change. It can be, you know, it can bring up fear and uncertainty. And I mean, that's, I, I love working with people like that because I get it. Um, and there's a lot of liberation when you realize that you are literally co-creating your life in every moment. I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole, you know, how we we all get to design it. We really do. What What's going on in the inside? You know, that's why I wrote this book. Whatever you see on the outside really is a mirror reflection. We, What you're thinking, the stories you tell yourself when you look in the mirror, are you saying like crappy things? Are you being kind? Are you being, you know, when you're, when you're, judging critical of others is really, you know, it's a reflection of what's going on inside. So mm. anyhow, I think there is a lot of, um, a lot of people, I, I feel like you can see them because, um, again, not judging, but there's almost like a lack of light in their eyes or energy. It's like, true. It feels like a zombie walking around. Very true. And, and it's very, you know, I, I think about, I mean, I, I, I can see it pop up in so many ways. There's a gal who is involved. Um, one of my business ventures is I'm part of a network marketing company just for nutritional products. And so this girl who's in my downline was, you know, sharing with me, I'm coaching her and she's like, oh, you know, I have these people and they just won't even, you know, look at my stuff. And, and they have these weird opinions about, you know, network marketing or, or whatever. And I, I'm like, you know, when somebody says those types of things, like they're so angry, like this woman, one of her friends was like so angry and was just spewing vitriol at her because she was trying to, she knew that this woman had wanted to lose weight and was trying to share this, you know, kind of like cleansing and get healthy program with her. And she's like, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with it. That stuff is crazy. It's voodoo. It's, you know, witchcraft and blah, blah. And she's like, why is she so angry? Yeah. And I was saying, you know, not just in the context of, Hey, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to try this weight loss package. Like that's reflective of a bigger thing. Like she is so unhappy in her life that when she's rea- overreacting to you, that's reflective of someone yeah. who's not happy in their life. And it's sad because, yeah, I think about just chatting with you. I mean, the people that that I have on this show are people who have found their passion, found their calling, and they are unapologetic about it. They're yeah. not filtering themselves. And I, for so long in my, my own life, and people were surprised to hear me say this, but mm-hmm. I was so scared of not being accepted, not being approved of. I mean, when I was in my people pleaser mode, which was up until about two, three years ago, mm-hmm. I 
if I recorded a podcast and I was going to ask you a question and I wanted to swear or I wanted to say something about sex or anything in my head over here, old Kelly would have been like, what if my mom hears this? You know, (laughs) like I'm a 50 year old woman. And yet I was allowing like, what are my parents going to think of me? And it it was funny because I was reading a marketing book. And in this marketing book, I really need to bring this in because I brought this up on like four podcasts. This guy, this really popular marketing book, he said, you know what? He's like, my life changed when I finally stopped. When I was writing my books, my first two or three books were not a success because I kept worrying if I put a swear word in there, my parents would read it and get mad. And he's like, I'm 47 years old. Yeah. And he finally started writing his own book. And I, honestly, like, do you see the parent dynamic being like a huge thing for a lot of people? Yeah, I do. I think, I think the parent, I think culture, I think you're yeah. who you commune with. I mean, there's that great quote. Um, I think it was Jim Rohn who said, we are the sum of the five people we hang around most. And mm-hmm. I, I, I will tell you, I am, especially in these times, I'm really, really mindful to surround myself with people that are, that are big you know, that are open thinkers, that are, um, that want to learn, that want to grow, that are, you know, have an abundance mindset, that are mm-hmm. looking to, um, to be, to better themselves. And I think our parents can make an impact. I think spouses, friends, you know, communities, sometimes religion. I mean, I, all of those factors, um, that it's interesting because one of the, the big reasons why I, I really believe in, learning to tune into your inner wisdom is because when you start to do that, now I will share, you know, for me, um, that has led to a lot of change in my life. And, and so I think people can get fearful of, you know, if they have um, a sense of something, a gut feeling and intuition, but maybe it's not in the direction of where they are. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think tuning in and learning to do that can change the whole game because then you start to get, I think of it as, you know, this, your higher self, divine wisdom that can help really let you know what's best for you. And it might be different than your parents, which I can tell you, this happened when I realized I was not in a marriage I should be. And I learned that with my health breakdown. I learned that when I decided to leave my nine to five cushy day job of 11 years. I mean, I've definitely, I get what it's like to be fearful and just, you know, have that wisdom say like, okay, time to totally shift gears. That's, Mm. um, so I think people can get fearful. I really think fear is often at the bottom. Um, but back to your question, I do, I think parents, I think siblings, you know, it it depends, um, on the situation, but absolutely can have a huge impact. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because as I was, I was my next question to you, and then you answered it. You said <laughs> I was in a nine to five job because yeah. as I'm hearing you say, we've, we've got to tune into our inner wisdom. And, and so again, I'm, I was getting ready to pose this question because I think there's so many women out there and I've launched a whole business series on this podcast. And what I'm doing with the business series is interviewing successful, primarily female entrepreneurs, women who have, you know, they've monetized a blog and that's their full-time income, or maybe it's helped them retire their spouse. Uh, For some people, it's network marketing. For some people, they've started their own online fitness training or nutrition program um, or business coaching. I have got lawyers on here. I mean, all kinds of business people, but people who have most of them left corporate America and followed their passion and they're making money on their own terms and making a good amount of it because they're 
pursuing their passion and because they're on fire and they're so happy. And yet I think back to myself in corporate America life. And if I would have stumbled on, to be real, like a website like yours and somebody who was a coach, when I was in that critical, skeptical, everything has to be a nine to five job. Yeah. And and I wasn't listening to my intuition and I didn't I didn't give anything credence and I had all this conditioning that said yes. entrepreneurs are people without jobs. And I had all of this judgment about stuff that I truly it was totally misinformed. There was no data behind it. But I had this view. Like if I would have seen somebody who said, Oh, I'm a consultant and I work with, you know, Kellogg's and stuff, I'd be like, No, there's no way Kellogg's would hire a consultant. I just was so skeptical. Mm. And it took me, you know, jumping out of corporate America and founding my first seven figure business that made me look and and realize like the fact that there are yoga teachers out there and people whose whole business is based on teaching people how to make green smoothies and meditate, you know, shows there is a business out there for every creative fire within somebody. Because the fact is, I think when you find your passion, you don't need to have 7 million followers. You don't need to have a website that's perfect. You just, you're doing what you love and you attract people to you, but it requires that waking up. And so what I was going to ask you is for you, was there a moment that you remember when you were in, in that corporate America, maybe it was in your first marriage and suddenly there was this waking up of like, I can do more and and I'm going to dive into this completely unknown. Was it completely terrifying to you to think I'm just going to be me, a solopreneur? And I know we probably didn't call it solopreneur back then, but what was going through your mind? Oh, such a good question. (laughs) I can feel the, I mean, I remember what it felt like because, you know, at the time, so I uh, told the story about, you know, struggling with recovering from food issues, food addiction, and like really that that's, you know, not a small, if anyone who's ever in recovery from any kind of addiction, it's kind of a full-time job. So I had that going on. I had, um, two really small kids. I, um, had my nine to five job. I was going back to get my master's degree. Uh, I have a master's degree in health and wellness coaching and a, um, focus on nutrition. So I was doing that. I was in a major personal development program where I was, they'd asked me to coach and a lot was going on. And I just remember this was before I got my, my master's degree in coaching. I was just started, but I was finishing this program where I was coaching. And I remember thinking, Oh my God, I am definitely like, I am put on this earth to help people in this. Mm. Like, you know, and my, my joke was I used to work for, if anyone knows Panera bread, it's a pretty big yes. industry. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was for their largest franchise. I was their head recruiter and I did guest relations. I mean, I helped leadership training. I did a lot for them. And I remember getting people, clients or um, customers would call and it had a bad experience and I would talk to them and what started to happen. Oh my God, Kelly, they would keep calling me back for a coaching these <laughs> customers. And I remember, so when I, I just started having this, like, wait a minute, I, I, this is what I'm supposed to do. I, I was grateful for my job. And then I decided to get, you know, I, I, I had a wake up call in the middle of the night, like legit wake up call around my marriage. And I really got, it was not a good fit for me at all. I was, um, and so I, I had, and did that. I had two young kids. I mean, health broke down. There was a lot going on. I must mm-hmm. say, I wouldn't do it this way again, but I, I spent about a year and a half kind of building um, from the, the work I did in my master's degree. And then 
You know, it was one of those, I had really good support and I remember I'm like, all right, I'm just going to freaking leap. And I, I'm assuming the net's going to appear because I <sighs> just can't imagine how it wouldn't. And, you know, one of the first little small gigs I had to work with a startup that was bringing in health coaches, um, totally out of integrity in my opinion. And I worked for three months and I didn't get paid. That was my beginning. Mm. And I had a couple clients and I'll tell you what it, um, I had an idea and it ended up taking off for it for that time. And I've never looked back. It has been such an incredible, um, not always easy, a uh, lot of challenges just in terms of, you know, sometimes there are crises or mm -hmm. I'm not sure where to go next, but, um, it was the best decision. One of the best decisions I've ever made. And yeah, my kids were like four and five and I was single, a single mom when I decided to do that. So, you know, I get it. Like people might say that is crazy, but I was at a place where I was grateful for our, where I was, but I knew the impact I'm supposed to make in the world could not have happened there. It wasn't going to. I love it. And I also love that you brought up, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, that's crazy. And this is one of the things I point out to women, um, either who I'm coaching, some of them are going through my course, some are on my network marketing team and, you know, they're dealing with the frustrations and the rejections and whatever. And I've, I say to them, you know, whenever you get somebody who's rejecting you, um, and, and they're coming at it, you know, in, in business, it's one thing you and I were talking about before we started recording, you know, we're at the height of, you know, all of these States all over the country, we're ahead of you. We're in lockdown or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, stay in place. <laughs> Sorry. I should say lockdown. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it, it's, I completely lost my train of thought, as I was saying. Um, what was I just starting to say? It's all good. You were just saying, if we can get, people can have opinions and think you're crazy and have all Oh, yes. Okay. You, thank you for helping take me back. God, that's <laughs> okay. embarrassing. Um, so when people say you're crazy, you, you kind of have to look at that person and go, is this somebody who I aspire to be like? Yeah. Is this somebody who is living their life? where I'm like, gosh, I, I, I love their attitude. I love their life. I love the type of income, the way that the impact that they have. If they're not somebody you aspire to, that you look up to and, and whatever, then don't take their miserable opinion. And, and it is a lot of these people, yeah. they deal with some, you know, really bitter, like angry turndowns, especially when they're just starting and you can't, you can't take that personally. You should look to have advice and input from people who, like you said, when you're choosing the people that, that you want to be around, choosing the people who have input on your life, the other people, don't let that stuff sit in your head because yes, you know, it, when you decide to pursue, you, you know, listen to those inner nudges, listen to your intuition, which is the best, best advice I can give anybody. Whenever I've listened to my intuition and my inner gut feeling, it's always led me to some of the greatest leaps in my life ever. And when I haven't, yep. I so like some of my biggest regrets where I look back and go, wow, if I would have listened to my gut, yeah. big stuff, you know, my first marriage, um, my, even in my last business, my first business that I mentioned, you know, I wanted to sell it and, and move on four years in. And I kept myself dragging through it for another three years that's three years I can't get back. Yeah. And out of that came great lessons. But yes, back to what Julie said and a lot of what she coaches women about, um, your intuition, particularly for women, um, is such a gift and you should never, never ignore it. And as, as I'm seeing, Julie, that we're reaching like 
I feel like we'd literally just press record and we just I know. I know. I'm like, where the heck did the time go? But we so I'm I'm realizing like right where we are, I want you to talk about because it's so timely with everything going on, yeah. not only the launch, but with the corona world that we're in. I want you to mention um, the school of sacredology in just a second. But I will say this based on what we started to talk about here, number one, I have to have you back on the show. Number two, um, and we'll pick, like we'll say, how about we do, because for sure, I think you'd be wonderful to do an interview on your business experience for the business ex- business series. Yeah. Um, because now more than ever, there's so many women who have lost their jobs, um, are looking to increase their income or add an additional stream of income. So I think that would be a fantastic conversation. And then some of these, you know, body image, emotional eating, those types of things, we can do a whole show on that. Um, so I will absolutely be stalking you afterwards for that, (laughs) um, (laughs) but tell everybody, I love what you're doing with this school of sacredology and tell them all about that because that's launching pretty soon. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Well, you know, it's interesting. This idea came to me before the massive crisis that we're facing pandemic Mm. and, um, I, you know, I've always been, um, like you were saying before about inner wisdom intuition, being able to really use it as a guide. And so it, it, you know, being somebody I I really, really can feel, um, as an empath and just as a human being, what is going on, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety and, um, and uncertainty and I get it. Um, I get it. And I kind of, made the process a little quicker and I actually created what's called the school of sacredology. It's going to be a really powerful sacred collective, um, for people that want to go deeper, learn how to really turn fear into faith, how to unlock your inner wisdom to be what I call your USU, your higher self to really literally learn how to, what you and I've been talking about. Like, how do you do that? I just finished a course today that did that. Um, there's a, there's, we're all designed with this, with this incredible, uh, inner knowing and intelligence. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love to teach that it's going to be very interactive. Um, and it's really about going from that place of, of feeling scared and overwhelmed to, you know, tapping into the sacred. Um, it's the same letter scared and sacred, which this came to me about a year ago, this idea. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It came to me about a year ago and I was sitting on it and, um, frankly, it just sort of popped in again. And I was like, I need to do this now because there's a need for it. And I've, you know, I've coached for years. I've led many, many groups. This is going to be like really, really a place to become grounded, um, to connect with other amazing, like-minded, I call them big hearted, high achievers. I tend to attract that, um, a lot of entrepreneurs, um, Mm -hmm. and we're going to be for for the month of April, we're going to be doing two calls a week, not just once a week, live zoom calls. And then I'm going to be doing a morning meditation and it's going to be, there'll be some sacred work. There'll be accountability. It's going to be a really awesome community that, um, I'm really excited and just honored and I feel like uh, it's needed and community and connection right now is just, it's mm. important for your health, Amen. for your immunity, for your, for everything. It really is. We're human beings that need connection. So I agree a thousand percent and at the risk of sounding super geeky, I'm just yeah. going to say, yeah. I love everything you're about. I really do. Um, I knew that when I read your book <laughs> and you know, I'm probably going to literally now that I've pulled it out, I'm probably going to just start reworking myself through this. 
with my morning meditation, but I love what you're doing with the school of sacredology. And I never thought, wow, same words, scared and sacred. That's very cool. (laughs) So we will link up to both your site, Julie Riesler and the school of sacredology. Um, I think that, I mean, it's amazing that you're offering that the founding member pricing and everything that you're doing. It's very, very timely. Um, is there anywhere else we can link to as far as where people can find you? Where can they find you on Instagram? Is it with your your name? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Julie Riesler. Um, I have a Facebook, the same thing. I have a um, free Facebook community called the USTU Community for Soul Seekers. And then if you're looking for meditations, I've got about 15 of them, they're free. And I also have a course on um, overcoming food addiction on Insight Timer, which is an amazing free meditation mindfulness app. Oh my God, I love it. Um, <laughs> hold on, what is that Insight Timer? Insight Timer. And by the way, if someone's like, I'm not really into you, Julie, I look, go find, there's thousands of teachers. It's not about listening to my meditation. I would just say, find something that's going to help you to stay really you know, grounded and connected to yourself. Okay. Um, it's important. Yeah. Nobody can say anything bad about meditating. And um, right. I, I can always tell when I've, when I get out of the practice um, of doing it every morning, I can just tell I'm, I'm easier to, I don't fly off the handle, but I just, stress gets to me more. Um, yeah. And so for sure it, it, it's what a better time to be developing a, a meditation practice. I love, love, love that. So of course um, I will link up to everything in the show notes. Um, and I'll probably follow up with you on just a couple of items um, so that I make sure I'm linking to the right things. But Julie, thank you so much. I know that we have hit your window, so I want to make sure I let you go. We will definitely follow up and have you back on the show. You are amazing. You are just a light in this world. I love what you're doing. So we will definitely stalk you to have you back on the show. For everybody listening, um, if you have any questions for Julie, obviously connect with her directly. We're going to link up to everything at thekellyoshow.com. If you have questions for me, you know where to find me. Go to kellyalexa.com. Use the contact me form. Use that for any questions you might have whatsoever. But for now, thank you for tuning in. Julie, thank you so much for being on the show. We'll see you guys next time on The Kelly O Show. Hey, everybody. This marks the end of this interview with Julie Riesler. I hope you enjoyed it. Isn't she amazing? I definitely encourage you to uh, pick up her book, the Get a PhD in You, the one that I have been reading. I will link that up in the show notes over at thekellyoshow.com. Of course, we'll link to all of her programs and everything else that uh, I referenced in this interview as well. Again, the show notes always at thekellyoshow.com. If you are enjoying this episode and other episodes on The Kelly O Show, I hope that you are. I hope you're subscribed. Please share the show with your friends on social media. That helps the show get seen and heard by others. As well as if you have two or three minutes, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or the podcast platform of your choice. You guys have no idea. That's the, There's a reason why every podcast you listen to, they ask for reviews. That helps the show grow. And I have big plans to get this show out. I'm doing one live show a day, you guys. I'm giving it my all. Can you give me your all and leave me a review? That would really help the show. And then lastly, if you have any questions for me, topics that you would like to see me cover on the show, please, please, please give me your feedback. You can use the contact me form at kellyalexa.com. You can also use that same contact me form if you'd like to inquire about advertising rates on the show, sponsored opportunities with myself and the Kelly O Show, or if you would like to nominate yourself or somebody else you know to be an interview on the show. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening and tuning in. I'll see you next time on the Kelly O Show.